after eating the same menu, the same diet every single day, man for breakfast, lunch and supper, for decades and decades, Kal Yisrael became frustrated. And they confronted Moshe Rabbeinu. We are disgusted with this rotten bread, referring to the man. The Torah tells us the punishment was swift. Hashem sent a sanachashim asrafim, venomous snakes, and those snakes harmed the Jewish people, and many of Kal Yisrael died. Then Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu to halt the plague, set up nachashanachoshis, a copper serpent, v'sim oisoy alneis, and hang it up on a pole. And whoever is bitten, and they will gaze upon it and they will survive. And the question is, what's the connection between the Yidin complaining about Ammon and Hashem's response of sending venomous snakes? Why is that an appropriate punishment? So I'd like to share with you a fascinating idea from the Shemishmol. In Parshas Bereshis, after the Nachash Akadmoni, the primordial serpent enticed Adam Bechava to eat from the Eitz Adas, a sin that still has ramifications to this very day, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave the snake a severe punishment. Hashem told him, Al You will walk on your belly, and you will eat dust all the days of your life. Ask the Chadush Arim. On the surface, it doesn't appear to be such a great punishment. Actually, on the contrary, there is dust everywhere. So wherever in the world the Nachash finds himself, he constantly has food to eat. So how do we understand the curse of the Nachash? And he says something very powerful. Hashem told the Nachash, I will provide you with all your food, your sustenance, everything you will ever need. But don't ever ask me for anything ever again. You are banished for all eternity. It's like a parent telling their child, here you have an unlimited credit card, but don't ever call me again. Being disconnected and not dependent on the Rabbani Shalom, there isn't a greater tragedy than that. And that was the curse of the Nachash. Says the Shemesh Mul, the man symbolized dependency on Hashem on a daily basis. The Yidin were out on a desert and no one was allowed to leave over man from one day to the next. There was never any leftovers of man. Mon represented the tremendous betachen, the absolute trust that Kal Yisrael had in the Kaddish Baruch Hu, that he would provide them with their sustenance on a daily basis during their 40 years stay in the Midbar. Each day they emerged from their tents to collect just that day's portion of food and no more, trusting that tomorrow Hashem would again send them on. But now Kal Yisrael said, we are disgusted and repulsed by the man. So in essence what they were implying was, we don't want to rely on you Hashem, we want to be self-sufficient. So Hashem told them, Do you know who is also independent? The Nachash HaKadmani. He is also self-sufficient. He isn't reliant on the Kaddish Baruch Hu. He constantly has food at his disposal. He has no connection to Hashem. So Moshe Rabbeinu raised the copper snake and put it high up on a pole. And when Klal Yisrael looked up at it, it was a constant reminder. We don't want to be like the Nachash. We don't want to be banished for all eternity. We want a deep connection and relationship with Hashem. We are the antithesis of the Nachash. We want to put our faith and trust in Hashem that He will provide for all our needs on a daily basis. And that's the connection between the Mon and the Nachash. And perhaps that is why Moshe Rabbeinu was so upset when Dawson and Aviram left over Mon for the next day. Moshe told Kal Yisrael, No one leave over any of it until the morning. Consume it all and have faith that Hashem will provide more food tomorrow. 
But now that Kal Yisrael saw that it turns wormy anyway, there was no motivation for the Jews to leave over Mom for tomorrow. So in essence, by Dawson and Aviram defying Moshe's orders and leaving over Salman, they took away the concept of Amuna from Kal Yisrael. There's a story told about a young man that had a small business. He constantly had his struggles, but somehow every month managed to make ends meet and pay the bills. He even managed to marry off some of his children using the proceeds of the business. One day, he was offered a prestigious position in a large firm, where he would earn twice the amount per year than he ever withdrew from his own business. He thought to himself, this is a no-brainer, twice the amount of money without all of the headaches of running my own business. So he immediately sold his business and took the position. After a few months at his new job, he approaches his boss and he tells him, I'd like to give notice. I will be leaving my position in the company. He explained, while I own my own company, I never knew where the next customer is coming from or how I'm going to keep the lights on in the business. So every day, I got up early in the morning and I davened with great intent and I had tremendous kavana by Baruch Aleinu. And I asked Hashem, please send me Parnassah today. But now with my salary guaranteed, I lost my intensity by davening, since I know that my income is fixed and secure. I don't open the Tehillim that often anymore. And I feel like I've lost my reliance and my connection to the Rabbi Nishalala. So I will go back to being a business owner once again. It might be a great struggle and a tremendous amount of stress, but at least I will regain that cashier with Hashem that I lost. This person truly understood that not being dependent on Hashem for all our needs, that is the curse of the Nachash. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.